सबको बड़ी सम्मान के साथ प्रेम से हार्दिक स्वागत विथ ग्रेट रिस्पेक्ट एंड लव आई वेलकम यू ऑल विथ ऑल माई हार्ट विच इज द वे बाबा मुक्तानंद ओज बिगैन इज प्रोग्राम्स एंड सो आई वॉन्ट वेलकम यू टू नाइट यू नो सम पीपल से वेल लाइफ इन आश्रम स्पिरिचुअल लाइफ मस्ट बी वेरी बोरिंग Actually it's so exciting you can barely stand it. So we've had a very exciting week. <clears throat> Tukaram Maharaj said, "Oh brother, there is a rest house where food is given free. Drinking places are provided everywhere. The road is full of pilgrims who've come to satisfy the desire for a pleasant dinner." <clears throat> He's talking about the the trip of the pilgrims to pandapur they walk from various places in maharashtra to pandapur where lord vital is all comers may partake of it lord shiva has made arrangements that will never cease and this week lord shiva came to the ashram <clears throat> we'll say in a minute you have a picture now from there <clears throat> from <clears throat> from Ganeshpuri from Mushtaq was it from Mushtaq yeah he had it made Mushtaq had it made so Basudev wanted me to give Mushtaq a plug <laughs> because he's also responsible for the beautiful Ganesh there <clears throat> so Lord Shiva has made arrangements that will never cease but to be fit for it you must be holy so with a pure heart call out hurry all of you hurry <laughs> 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 this is not an obvious truth but it's a truth that is supported by the four vedas <clears throat> it will not suffer you to follow the vanities of your own minds it is smaller than an atom it is greater than greatness itself in as much as boy <clears throat> my voice is gone as much as it is the witness of the whole world <clears throat> all those mantras have done me in The name of Hari is prepared as a soup to full, fill the belly of the world. Rest in the shade of this celestial tree. It is a food that nourishes all castes. So it's there for everyone, whatever stage of life you are. And as Baba would say, this is the tree. <clears throat> Cry out, Hara Hara Mahadev. <clears throat> Mahadev has come. Tuka, the servant of Hari, is the headman. 
The rest are all criers. That means he leads the chant and everyone else is in the chorus. Come, let us bow down at the foot of the temple spire in Pandapur. Now we've come to the temple. Now that we've seen Vital, this is the holiest time of spring. That's from Tukram Maharaj. <clears throat> so tonight, tonight another great saint of Maharashtra. <clears throat> Not originally from Maharashtra, but still. So Bhagwan Nityananda, what do we have? Here's Bhagwan. Isn't that an incredible portrait? <clears throat> On uh, Bhagwan's birthday, which is the 30th of November, um, I, if you're an astrologer, I wouldn't worry about casting his horoscope because who knows if that's really his birthday. But that's a birthday, like the Queen's birthday. You know, it's, that's the birthday. Um, I'm going to share with you a, a wonderful account of meeting Bhagwan. They're the best accounts always. Uh, what else? Next? A great photo. He was dressed up for the ball. <laughs> <clears throat> Tremendously great being. And then we had uh, the, the... Okay. <clears throat> no, we're good. So the uh, <clears throat> beautiful Shiva Lingam, which is just outside uh, the hall, came this week. And um, Prasad, our friend, the temple priest from Ganeshpuri, is going to come out and perform the Pranapatista uh, sometime next year, um, in the early part of the year, <clears throat> which is um, whenever there's a statue or an image, uh, uh, pr the Brahmins perform a Pranapatista, like bringing prana into the image so it becomes alive. However, Shiva out there didn't hear that. <clears throat> Didn't, uh, he, was, he doesn't follow the priest's uh, injunctions, so he burst out of his box, and he's full of shakti, and it's, it's unauthorized shakti. But that's why everyone's dancing to the Shiva chant now. It's quite remarkable. <clears throat> but um, Prasad will come anyway. Oh, So, Bhagwan Nityananda, of course, uh, he didn't give teachings. Baba would tell us <clears throat> he didn't give lectures. Um, and, but we do have some teachings from him uh, because of one woman who wrote down some of his sayings back in the 20s before he even came to Ganeshpuri. And we owe her a great vote of thanks. She wrote down, whenever he would start talking, she wrote him down, and we have <clears throat> a book, a collection, called the Chittakash Gita. And these are strange and wonderful. They are unique. 
In all of spiritual literature, I've never found anything remotely like them. Uh, they are Bhagwan Nityananda's. <clears throat> Can you bear this? Really? I don't know what this is. <clears throat> I knew I shouldn't have smoked dope before this program. <laughs> It was way before, about 50 years before. <laughs> but we, because of that, we have um, uh, the, the Chittakash Gita. It's called the Chittakash Gita, the songs of the upper, the sky of consciousness, the upper air, the universal power. <clears throat> These are utterances by Bhagwan, so let's listen to them, and we can uh, you can sort of connect with these words and intuit his state of consciousness. Let it let it touch the Bhagwan Nityananda in each of us. Bhagwan says, <clears throat> "Human beings are the highest of all creatures. There is no incarnation higher than man." Those who think deeply and fix firmly on the self are the very highest. So those who do sadhana, who practice to know the self, they're the best. <clears throat> but it reminds me of Baba because Baba would always say that his deity is the human being. There's no higher deity than the human being because God dwells within every person. But of all the human beings, the ones who actually try to realize that divinity within, they're the best ones, Bhagwan says. <clears throat> Another one. Adversity given by Shiva is no adversity. Sorrow given by Shiva is no sorrow. It could be argued that all sorrow is given by Shiva, isn't it? No. <laughs> Some sorrow we give to ourselves. That's not Shiva's sorrow, that's our own stupidity. But that which comes inevitably from Shiva, we have to suffer. But the sorrow that we create for ourselves, we have to get rid of. We have to stop producing it. And we do that by mastering ourselves, mastering our mind, and understanding our inner process. He goes on. <clears throat> it's all your mental delusion. Good line. <clears throat> at the time of our birth on this earth, there is some difficulty. So also at the end. When men come out of their mother's womb, tears trickle down their eyes. That reminds me of the great Kabir lines. Kabir said, <clears throat> when I was born, everyone, everyone was laughing, but I was crying. And when I die, everyone will be crying, but I'll be laughing. <laughs> Another one. Do not be satisfied with scraps left on a plate at a feast. Insist on a fresh serving of food. What's he talking about here? Only by practice can you enjoy bliss that flows from the experience of the divine. 
So don't take secondhand stuff, stuff that's been pre-digested by other people, other people's opinions. We're so influenced by the media and everything, and we start spouting like parrots all the crap that we hear, and we think that we're being intelligent. But it's saying, know your own self. Have your own experience freshly through inner work. And then you can really, then that's a real meal. Second education. <clears throat> no one. When gold is melted in fire, its dross is burned away, and it glows with lustrous purity. To purify yourself, desire, passion, and anger must be destroyed within. So the analogy is that we can shine like gold if we burn our ignorance in the fire of yoga. All activity takes place within. All exertion is directed within. The mind does not remain in one state. All the practice we do, it, you know, uh, there's the word for inner work, which is tapasya, which means the fire of yoga. There's a burning. We have to burn our ignorance to a crisp, through the fire of yoga, through inner intensity. And when we burn that, our bad tendencies, our ignorance, our suffering, our greed, our jealousy, our hatred, our paranoia, burn all these things, then we'll shine by gold, like gold. <clears throat> Get rid of negative emotions. Another one. You like these? This is an interesting one. I realized when I was reading this that this is as close to um, a personal s statement as Bhagwan Nityananda ever got. <clears throat> he was a vast impersonal being, as you might have figured out. You know, he didn't sit around in his loincloth saying, you know, when I was a kid, I went to this school and I... There was this girl in my class, you know. And <clears throat> no. You didn't even know anything about him. Uh, and all you did was get the power of the self in his presence. And he's gone physically, but that power is still there. That's why when you all come to Ganeshpuri next year with us, you'll experience that. And you'll say, you ain't lying. It's true. So much Shakti there, as many of you know already. <clears throat> anyway, here's what Bhagwan says. In the beginning, before perfect peace is attained, the power of Maya in us will be greatly manifested. I think this is about sadhana, spiritual practice, the spiritual path. And I think he's sharing some of his own experiences of sadhana. He left home at a very early age, apparently went up to the Himalayas, he studied with someone we don't know who, and he practiced very hard. He was a great yogi. He always strikes me as a yogi above all things. And he would sit up there in the freezing Himalayas, meditating and doing his mantra and practicing austerities. <clears throat> but I think there's a description of what his sadhana was like. In the beginning, before perfect peace is attained, the power of Maya in us will be greatly manifested. So at the beginning of sadhana, all your crap comes up. Have you noticed that? 
every damn bad trip, every stupid memory, every fantasy, every desire, every everything. <clears throat> Wherever you turn your eyes, you will see serpents. In the beginning, when you sit for practice, the heaviness of a mountain is experienced. I remember in Ganeshpur, certain people walked around like they weighed 5,000 pounds. It was so heavy. There was one guy who would walk along. He was like 25 years old. <clears throat> At times, you feel as if you've left the ground. You feel as if you're sitting in the sea. You feel as if hot water is poured on you. All weird experiences, you know, in sadhana. Another time, you feel you're sitting in a grand upper story. Up on the second floor, which is where he used to look out on, on the town. Now, this is very mysterious. Sometimes you feel like a needle. At other times, you feel like a leaf. Sometimes you don't know. You don't know if you are walking or sitting or talking. At another time, all feeling comes to a standstill. Sometimes the body becomes quite motionless, like a coconut tree. Is this, isn't this a personal share? Doesn't it seem like it? Now that I mention it, huh? Yeah. This is all, it's like Bhagwan could have said if he were a normal person. He said, you know, when I was doing sadhana, I felt all these different feelings. I sometimes felt like a needle. <laughs> I thought I was floating in the sea. <laughs> I saw serpents. <clears throat> At other times, human beings appear like actors in a dramatic performance. You see, the world is like a strange play. All these people enacting their ego trips and their roles in weird ways. At times, you see strange faces. I wanted to play, people are strange by the doors, and I was thinking, but I resisted it. <clears throat> now, so now, in perfect peace, a brilliant light is visible, so then you attain the goal. <clears throat> light is in darkness, darkness is in light. The whole universe is in darkness. In the universe is light. At one time, all disappears, like a bioscopic performance. You know, they used to have, I think a bioscope, these, these little, I had one of these as a kid. You don't, I mean, they're so sophisticated now. But you used to put a thing in and look. <clears throat> so I think, you know, each picture is, so in between pictures it disappears, maybe. Another time, like Satchitananda, now you're in bliss. At one time, questions arise. Why have men come into this world? <laughs> That's it. How about that? Can't beat that one. <clears throat> okay, so uh, here's one that I should listen to here, boy. He was a great yogi of the breath. <clears throat> His meditation method was the in-breath and the out-breath, to lift, lift like, like going into a well. You dip the bucket and you lift the prana up to the sahasrara. 
This was his method. So uh, great yogis uh, value breath control, pranayama. He says, if breathing is not regular, the fire of digestion will be impaired. And it's a very big deal among yogis, the, uh, the fire of digestion, that to be able to digest food, and this fire of digestion, when the digestive fires do not act properly, the phlegm in the lungs becomes hard. <clears throat> Fat increases in the body. The food that is eaten remains in the stomach undigested. If there's any obstruction in a pump, water will not flow out properly. Similarly, if the breathing becomes difficult, fever thickened by mucus are caused, by this all diseases are caused. <clears throat> An example of it tonight. Come the breath, if the breath is not harmonious and rhythmical, the fire within is reduced to a dull glow. The fire, uh, the breath fans the inner fire. Without fire, food is not, not digested properly. The free flow of air and energy is obstructed. Water cannot flow through a blocked pipe. This imbalance leads to all disease. So a bit of Ayurvedic yogic medicine there. And the last one. How interesting a dude is he? Yeah. Like that? <clears throat> and this one uh, shows him to be the yogi of the upward shift. The great yogi of the upward shift. The movement from being stuck in the material world, in matter, in difficulty, uh, and lifting to the world of the spirit. He says, you must allow the breath to take an upward course freely. It requires great effort to carry a stone upwards. You know, to, to overcome the pull, the downward pull of the material world in our lives takes a lot of effort to overcome that. <clears throat> but without the least effort on our part, it suddenly comes down. So it's very easy, you, can, you make a lot of effort to, to attain a certain state in yoga, and in an instant, you lose it. You get caught in something, some paranoia, some desire, some jealousy. <clears throat> Similarly is concentration. It is easy to take birth, but it's very difficult to leave this body. We must discover the source of a river. After it joins the sea, there's no use in seeing the river. You can only find it at the beginning, not at the end. <clears throat> All these are very strange uh, metaphors. To a tree, its mother root is the most important main root. All other roots are subsidiary. So if you're the tree, what's your main root? The sushumna, the central canal. <clears throat> now listen to this one. When we raise the chair, our breath goes upwards. <laughs> uh, 
I forget, you grab a chair and you lift it up and your breath goes upwards. Whenever you do that, see? My breath goes. He's observed that. That's a new one, isn't it? Try that. Every time you raise a chair, your breath will go up. It goes upwards. That is the seed of prana. When we're cooking, flames of fire have an upward course. The flames go up. Also, the smoke takes an upward course in the lighted chimney. The course of the heated air is upwards. Similarly, in the heart space, the course of breath is upwards. The upward shift, movement upwards. Our joy is caused by the motion of the air. Without this air motion, there is no blood circulation. When a water canal is dammed, the motion of water has come to an end. So also in this body. Such a dam is vata, pitta, and kapha, three humors of Ayurveda. So he's being a yogi, saying that when we learn to move our energy upwards, then we attain bliss, satchitananda. But there are different blocks that happen, different kinds of blocks. In the physical world, vata, pitta, these are the, uh, the doshas. It's the uh, physical. So the physical, we're blocked by physicality and by desire in all different ways. And, but if we can keep the, the energy moving upwards, the upward shift, then we can attain the goal, the great yogi. So those are the enigmatic and mysterious utterances of Bhagavan Nityananda. <clears throat> so let's uh, meditate. We'll meditate for 10 minutes. And in this meditation, you can feel like a needle. You can feel like you're floating in the sea. What else was that? Huh? I said that already. What? A leaf. You can feel like a leaf in the wind. Uh, you can feel as heavy as a mountain. Light as a feather. Or you can feel bliss. Satchitananda. Let the breath go upward and connect to the self. So we'll meditate for 10 minutes. And once again, with great respect and love, I welcome you all with all my heart. Sakranath Maharaj Kijay.